1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Quickswap, the next-gen Layer 2 DEX. You can trade at lightning-fast speeds with near-zero gas fees. Quickswap is powered by Polygon on the Ethereum network, formerly known as Matic. Quickswap was recently listed on Binance, so if you look for the ticker QUICK, you'll be able to find them. For more information, you go to quickswap.exchange. Again, that is quickswap.exchange. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today we got a special guest working on a cool project that's going to actually help you be able to get even more crypto in your hands and actually even have some breaking news to share with us at some point today. So for everyone listening, I want you to welcome Sameep with QuickSwap. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, Richard. First of all, thanks for hosting me today here. And it's like wonderful talking to you. And I guess this particular piece is going to be a fun for both of us. And I'm doing good today. How are you?
1: Man, I'm doing well, can't complain. Even though we've kind of been in in the currently, this horizontal sideways movement in the crypto space, I think things are about to turn in a positive direction. So feeling pretty optimistic this morning. But before we dive into QuickSwap, I want to first learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself?
2: So like I'm an engineer by heart, I would say, like to start with, because like that's my like that's what I am. Right. So I'm an engineer by heart, software engineer, you can call me. So I've been working in the software industry for more than 10 years now. Yeah, I used to develop some hardcore backend stuff back in the days, but then in 2017, I decided to move on to crypto space, blockchain space, because I really loved that industry. Right, so I moved on to it, and since then, it has been one hell of a ride, I would say. So I started as a freelancer in 2017, I worked on a lot of projects. And then I you know, I worked on Paraswap, I worked on OpenBazaar, and then like finally we decided to start QuickSwap, and we are here with QuickSwap, as you can see. it. So, I think I would like to brand myself as an engineer and I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, being an engineer is great, but you're also a pioneer in the fact that you got in so early and you were trying to help create and innovate to get there. And it's interesting, your journey, right? So you started as a freelancer and and what I think a lot of our listeners, um, some of them are, are freelancers. And to get to the path of where you're ultimately trying to be, I think freelance work can provide a a couple of things. One, some income, two, some experience, and then three, uh, a kind of a opportunity to see how different companies are trying to create their business. And, and it allows you a lot more, a 10,000 square foot view of how everything is kind of coming together to be made. And I think that probably provided a ton of insight for you and how you created QuickSwap. So let's talk about that for a moment. Like what was the inspiration for QuickSwap and what did you identify as a challenge and, and, and what is it helping to fix?
2: So when I started as a freelancer, like honestly speaking, I I knew nothing about blockchain. So I was more into Java space and developing applications on top of that. But hopefully, I'm I'm not sure from where it came, but a project came to my hand which was related to blockchain and I really loved doing it. So since then I've been working with the blockchain space and it's a good i i would say it's a good ride and uh, yeah i mean like if you are a freelancer like any of the listeners like you should definitely choose this path and at uh, least give it a try i would say now I'm not talking about more about quickswap right so as i said i was into this blockchain industry for quite some time i started my journey in 2017 so i've been doing a lot of service based projects right a lot of I like mostly into DeFi space. So I like started my DeFi journey in 2018, like in the very beginning, when DeFi was just starting up, right? And in 2019, I was more into DeFi. Like I was more into Paraswap, so doing a lot of stuff, a lot of integration. So I had a good grasp of what DeFi is. And then I got to understand, you know, that DeFi is the core of any platform, right? Not, not just for any business, like any financial aspect, but you need DeFi if you want to build anything. Even if you want to build a gaming infrastructure or an NFT infrastructure, like any infrastructure, DeFi is the core of it. So i was looking to build something right i i had that itching in myself i want to build something and then earlier last year 2020 in march the ethereum prices were very low i think somewhere around 90 to 100 us dollars and then from there it started going up right like like the covid was going up and the ethereum prices and the entire crypto industry was going up as well right so basically the ethereum ecosystem was getting a lot of traction from the people Right? a lot of like new projects were coming in, a lot of DeFi was happening at that time, Uniswap was growing big, balancer came in, and Aave came in, curve came in, compound came in, synthetics came in, a lot of projects came in. So basically the adoption was increasing. And with these increase with this increased adoption, the price of Ethereum was going up, right? And the transaction cost was also going up. So in March, so doing if you want to do a transaction on Uniswap, it, it would cost you in some like pennies, I would say, some cents, not even a dollar in March, right? But it kept on going up, right? with like each passing day it was increasing exponentially i would say right and in somewhere in july or august the ethereum prices were 400 us dollar if i'm not wrong but uh, and the gas prices were as well like 50 to 100 go at that time so transaction cost was very expensive so if i want to do a transaction on a blockchain it was very expensive so basically the blockchain was becoming a thing for the rich i would say right uh, people yeah. like me, a small traders, as small users, they couldn't use it because, like, I have to think twice. So even I had to think twice at that time. If I want to do a transaction on Uniswap, I had to think twice: whether I should do it or not, whether it's a meaningful transaction or not. Right, and if I want to do a very small transaction, let's suppose I want to do a swap hundred US dollars worth of ETH to tie, and if I have to pay ten or fifteen US dollars as a fee, I'm not going to do that because that's almost ten percent of in transaction cost. That's very high. So even if I want to do a hundred dollar transaction, and if I have to pay sorry, one thousand dollar transaction, and if I have to pay ten dollar as a fee, it's still one percent. Still too high. Right. So basically, the Ethereum ecosystem, this ecosystem, this DeFi ecosystem was, you know becoming thing of the rich, right? And the whole point of doing this DeFi, being this NFT, this gaming, was to bring next 1 million users into the decentralized space, right? Because the because we see the future of the world, to, like it's a mix of decentralized and centralized, right? So we wanted to bring next 1 million users to the decentralized world, to the, like to make it decentralized, right? And that's not going to happen if we have to pay a high transaction cost. So then like, you know, we tried to figure out like how we can, Right, how we can subsidize this? How we can build a platform which anybody can use without thinking twice about the fees, about the transaction cost, about the transaction time? Because on Ethereum, transaction times were high as well. Right? Like right. Uh, to be minimum, it's, it's somewhere around 15 seconds if you are using the very fast gas price. Right? And if you are using a medium gas price, it can take minutes or even hours. Or sometimes it gets dropped as well. Right? right. So like that's not a that's not a good UX in my opinion. That's not a of good user experience. So we wanted to, you know, enhance this user experience because then only you will get next 1 million users to the blockchain. Otherwise, you will not get 1 million users to the blockchain.
1: I mean, real quick, I definitely want to interject here because I think this is very, very important where a lot of people miss this and this is especially for the newbie. So if you have not had the opportunity to use a thing like Uniswap yet, so let's say, for example, you're using something like MetaMask, you have some Ethereum in there and you're trying to buy something within the Ethereum ecosystem, you're trying to transfer it to something else. Now, to do that, you're going to have a, a fee, one, to set up your wallet just to allow it to have the transaction. Then you then have to have the money on deck to have the the swap that you want to do. Then you're going to have another fee for gas and to get all that done. And at some points, you were having to spend $100 plus just to change whatever money you want into something else. If you wanted to change $10 into $10 of something else, you were still having to pay like $100 dollars just to have that done. And it's not sustainable. Like you are saying, it's, it's DeFi was meant for the people, it was meant for anybody, the, the next million people to come on. And it was technically at that moment, only for the rich, only for the extremely wealthy, which is defeating the whole purpose. So I, I definitely just want to spend a moment to like reemphasize the importance of fixing that problem because it is a significant one. Sorry, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give it back to you, but I definitely I wanted to just re-emphasize like how important it is that that gets addressed.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for emphasizing on it because like that's why we created Uniswap. We wanted to fix user experience problem. Like we knew that you know that Uniswap is great. Like and we love Uniswap. Even I use Uniswap these days as well. It's great. But we wanted to fix this user experience problem. You know where like you don't have to think twice about the price, the transaction cost and the transaction time. So then we realize you know we want to build an infrastructure on layer two solutions, you know, where all, all set of applications can come and like they don't worry about the transaction cost. And the first thing that's needed for all that infrastructure to be built is a decentralized exchange. That's the first requirement. Because and and like we see that for any new project that comes to Polygon. Like, they first come to us, even before they launch. They come to us, like, because they want to have their token listed somewhere. Like, they want a place where people can trade for their tokens, right? They can buy their tokens, too. Like, if it's a gaming platform, users should be able to buy a token somewhere to use that token within the game, right? Same for NFT, and right. like same for any other platform. So then we realized, we realized this in August last year, that, you know, if, if Layer 2 has to survive, or, like, you know, we have to bring next 1 million users, then we need a DEX, you know, which is like useful for everyone, which anybody can use without thinking twice about it. So then we decided we need to fork Uniswap and we chose Polygon. At the time it was Matic, they rebranded to Polygon in, somewhere in January, I guess. So it was Matic, right? So I've been working on Matic for quite some time, like before their mainnet was launched as well. So I had a very good experience with their team. I had a very good experience developing on their ecosystem. So like uh, that's why like, I personally chose, like, let's try this with Matic, right? and then we discussed this with you know the matic team and we discussed with like we created our own team like uh, rock came on board like uh, lda basically and they, they are our marketing advisors and they are a great like marketing team so like everyone like rock and um, rock is a co-founder as well rock nicole dave Rec tyler rocky like everyone they are fantastic people right so like one of the best marketers i have seen like in my whole life so far yeah. so they do a great job so so we created a team like right? and uh, then we decided let's do this right and before forked swap and like we deployed this on polygon the one thing like that we focused more on was the security aspect, right? We wanted to solve this user experience problem, but not as the cost of security. So we wanted to inherit the same security model which Uniswap had at that time, and it was battle tested as well. So we decided we will not change even a single line of code, even a single letter in the smart contract of Uniswap, because that's where its security came come from, right? So we didn't do that. We didn't change anything. And like, we are proud of that. Like, that's why we are so secure. We are as secure as Uniswap, like we say that, right? so we did that we deployed unis like uniswap like which is quick swap on polygon and like we started like let's see like what happens right and then we started with it there were a lot of problems in the beginning because like polygon ecosystem was also very new at that particular time there were not many projects like those like like were coming to polygon there were not many tools out there at that time so like we built some of our tools like by ourselves right so at that time like graph protocol was not there and we wanted to show analytics so we launched our own graph like version of graph nodes right and we like sh- Right. We were the first to bring analytics onto the Polygon network. So we did a lot of innovating stuff over there as well, a lot of like ecosystem development. And finally, we launched QuickSwap in October last year. Right, And uh, since then, it has been a great ride. Like, and the biggest thing is we see people doing a swap of even $1. Like, right? And when I see that, you know, that people are doing a swap of $1, it gives me so much satisfaction because that is what we wanted to achieve, right? Allowing users to do a swap as less as $1 or even less than that. Right. And that's happening. So we were like getting somewhere around 600,000 transactions each day. Like that was an amount of transactions that we were getting, right? The volume was not that high as compared to units, where volume was somewhere around 800 million US dollar. The number of transactions was 600,000 transactions. So like, it basically shows like how many users are actually using it. So even the base, very base users are using it for the smaller transaction. That's why like volume is not high, but number of transactions are so, so high.
1: Right. And, um, you know, honestly, it's amazing because you have opportunities to keep the growth going. And the fact that, you know, me even listening to this, that someone has the ability to swap something as small as a dollar and it still makes sense and it's still feasible. Like that's encouraging to me to even come on and see how I could use this because I mean, like as much as I do enjoy Uniswap, their fees have tore me up in the past. And so if I can come on here and you're saying I can greatly reduce my fees, which means my margins for how much money I actually get to keep is highly enticing to me. So I guess the first question I have is, you know, this sounds great. Let's say that someone wants to be able to save some more money on their fees and when they're swapping and everything else and they want to use QuickSwap. What does that look like? If someone wants to go and use QuickSwap right now, walk me through how that process works. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. Hey,
0: Cryptocurrent crew, if you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse, the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle?
1: R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N.
0: And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at Cryptocurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you.
2: process is simple right but it's uh, well honestly speaking it's not still that user friendly we are working like to fix that problem but the next like, we wanted to fix like all UX problem and the first UX problem that we wanted to solve is like transaction cost and the transaction time because we thought this is the biggest problem right the biggest hindrance right so the next set of problems that we are trying to solve is like improve user onboarding right to improve the entire process of you know doing a swap on quick swap so if I'm a user, and if I'm doing a quick swap on, sorry, a swap on quick swap, it should be as easy as, you know, using Robinhood. Like, that's what we are targeting right now, right? Right. But now, right now, if you want to do a swap on quick swap, uh, like, I think you should, should, you just need to go to our exchange website. There are different types of wallets which you can connect to. You can connect to Coinbase, you can connect to Metamask, you can connect to Fortmatic, you can connect to Venly, and uh, you can connect to Portis as well, right? So all these wallets we support, so you can connect to any of these wallets, right? If you have funds on, let's say, on Ethereum, there's a bridge as well. You can bridge your funds or your like your assets from Ethereum to Polygon if you want to do that. And if you don't have any funds, if you want to like buy funds directly on like Polygon, Layer 2 solution. You can either do that through exchanges because a lot of exchanges now support Polygon. So Binance support Polygon now. I think OKX supports Polygon, Ascendate support Polygon. So you can go to those exchanges, buy funds. If you don't want to do that, you can like directly buy different assets on QuickSwap as well using on-ramp services. So right now we support... So we are like in discussion with other like big on-ramp service providers as well, and soon you will like see them over there as well. So once you have like your funds and your wallet set up, you can like simply go over there and start swapping assets. And Like it's as easy as, you know, like doing on Robinhood, like not that easy, but swapping is very easy. You don't have to worry about the transaction cost and transaction time. You just swap, there is virtually zero fees, zero dollar fees, and the transaction is confirmed in a blink of an eye.
1: Which is extremely great and powerful, and um something I am going to be looking more into I've had a lot of people one I'm also a a polygonmatic fan and have seen its rise and its ecosystem is is very strong and, and for for reasons like this, being able to do these transactions quickly at a good cost and securely and I think a lot of people are 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 really looking forward to being able to have more of that kind of experience as the greater crypto world continues to expand. But I also heard that you had some pretty good news come out about QuickSwap recently. Do you want to share that?
2: So like we recently got listed on Binance. Like it, it happened this morning itself. Like even like I didn't know that we got listed on Binance. Like one of our partners told me that, hey, Sami, we got listed on Binance. I was like, what? And then like he shared the announcement with me and like, I'm so happy guy, like, so, so happy. Because see, getting listed on finance is one thing, but this validates that what we are doing is right. And it is yeah. actually making a difference, right? And it is actually needed. Like that's why like exchange, like finance is one of the top exchanges. They listed us and we didn't know about it. So like, like it's great. Like it's like one of the biggest achievements for QuickSwap uh, till this date. And like, we are, we are looking forward to more such achievements uh, like in the future, But that's the biggest news. I would say that a quick swap had in recent months. That's amazing. Congratulations.
1: Uh, that is big news. If, if someone wanted to find your ticker on Binance, what does that look like?
2: It's Q-U-I-C-K. Uh, it's Q-U-I-C-K. So the symbol that we have, it's the same ticker on Binance as well. And it's even bigger for us because QuickSwap is not even a year old now, right? So we started in October and right now we are sitting in July, right? So in seven to eight months time, we are listed on Binance. So... I think yeah. we are doing good. Like the community is doing good. So because see, another another point I would like to focus here is like Quickswap is has grown organically. Like from the very beginning it has grown organically. So our community is wonderful, is awesome. Like they are supporting us from since day one. Like I, I don't, I haven't seen any other community doing that. Each cent that is there in the QuickSwap TVL, it's like it's not inorganic. Everything is organic. Like everything has been put up by the community members or by the like different institutions without contacting us or without we reaching out to them. That guys, let's do this. Let's do that. Right. So I think we are one of the where are the only exchanges who has like achieved this organically. But we had a lot of support from Polygon team. Right. They supported us like a lot from the very beginning, and like I'm thankful to them for that.
1: Definitely. And, you know, it just it speaks to all the hard work and what it means to build a really good team, kind of like you're highlighting earlier of being able to have the right people in place to bring everything together, get it out to your community, have it work. Cause if it's, you know, you're getting that amount of transactions organically without doing a whole lot of promotion, it just speaks to solving a core problem that's out there and people identifying and wanting to use. So, you know, kudos to y'all. Keep up the good work. And we were talking about DeFi earlier and we were talking about, you know, how. Do we keep expanding and getting to mass crypto adoption? And I think DeFi is a good path to doing that because it allows a lot of financial access to tools that most people in the world don't have. You know, how do you think DeFi is going to continue to evolve over the years and as we continue to become a more mature crypto audience?
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, as I said before, so DeFi is a base layer of like achieving anything. Like if you want to create an ecosystem, DeFi is a base layer because without DeFi, it's virtually impossible, right? and i think there is still a lot of innovation which has to come into the defi like what we are like looking at right now it's the very beginning i would say so defi is still in its very early stages or i would say nascent stages right so we still need to f- like uh, in my like personal opinion we still need to f- like fix a lot of user experience problems because see uh, at the end users like are like everything to the ecosystem like if they are not satisfied if they are not able to use a protocol even if that protocol is, I, I, I'm not sure like if, even if it's very good algorithmically, like from contracts perspective, like anything, but if users are not able to use it, it's, it's a waste of time, I would say, right? So we still need to solve a lot of user experience problem, lot of onboarding stuff, which DeFi, or the ecosystem in at large, like has to solve. Like it, it, should be as easy for a user to come and use any of the DeFi platform as like we are right now using our, let's say, Robinhood or other other applications out there, right? I simply go to the application, I log in over there, and I start using it. I don't have to worry about wallets. I don't have to worry about gas fees. I don't have to worry about moving my assets. All that stuff. It's all built in, like within the within that particular application. So I think DeFi still has to mature a lot, and we are seeing that, right? We are seeing a lot of v2s and v three. so uniswap started with v1 then they moved on to v2 before v2 and now they have v3 as well so it basically shows how fast the d5 space is maturing right even ave has v2 now even curve has v2 now even balancer has v2 now right same, same with synthetic so every protocol is maturing like in every six months we see a new version so basically it tells us that DeFi 5 is maturing up like it it's growing from the nascent stage to i would say as a adolescent right so like I think, I think we are on the right track right now and uh, we just need to keep building and like keep solving all the user experience problems. So like if we target user experience as the core of developing anything, we'll definitely hit a point where like DeFi is like de facto to do anything.
1: Agreed. And
2: like you're saying,
1: that user experience is so crucial. But when you think about where we are, like, yes, we're in our first decade of cryptocurrency and, and everything that's been going on with it. but we're still so early. We still have so much to build. We still have some. I mean, there's so much foundation work being built right now. So when you get to a point where something is as simple as you said as Robinhood, I think we're still a couple of years out from that because there's so many things, there's so many bridges that have to be built that and, and have to build securely, quickly and everything else that it's going to take some time. All of this takes time. But the fact is, is that whoever can help figure that out and bring that kind of experience the quickest, those are going to be your winners. And I am very much a fan of companies who have that forward thinking, that intuitive experience that they're trying to create for their users so that anyone can pick it up and immediately know how to do that. So I think it's great that that's your focus. I think that's the right focus. And, and thank you for that insight. You know, as we kind of wrap up here, man, there's there's two questions i like to ask that I, I think bring a lot of insight, one, into yourself, but then can give a lot of value back to our own listeners. So... If you could take all the knowledge that you have right now and can impart two to three pieces of wisdom when you first started in this space, what would you tell yourself?
2: Okay, so when I first started, like, as I said, I had no knowledge of blockchain, right? So I, like, started working on out of of blue, right? So, and when I started working on, like, the first thing that I, I, like, I saw was a lot of opportunity in this particular space. Because, like, as I said, I'm an engineer, right? I'm a developer. And when I started looking out for resources, I didn't find any resource over there. Right. So there, there were very, very scarce resources over there. Even though I wanted to learn solidity and there was nothing out there, just bits and pieces. And out of those bits and pieces, I learned like whatever I could learn. And then I like put myself into practical use. And then, you know, I compared this with other technologies, right? With Java technology, with .NET, like all the other traditional technologies which were there. And then I thought my, to myself, like this question came to myself that, you know, Sameep, you are in a very early stage of something which is going to be a great, which has a great future, right? So I am like sitting at a very nascent stage. When I started blockchain or the Ethereum was at its nascent stage. And then I like thought this to myself, that if I keep doing this right now, until uh, for let's say next five or 10 years or let's 15 years. So after 10 years, the amount of knowledge or experience that I'll have, no one will have, because like I am there since day one. It's more like, you know, you are, you are like looking at a baby's growth since its very early stages since day 1 right. day 2 right so i still think you know uh, we are in the very early stages of blockchain right and this is a great enough motivation for anyone to work to get into an industry which you can you can you can see a great future it has a great future ahead right and it's still very nascent so if you you know pick this stuff or this industry at this stage just assume after 10 years right when this is a mainstream thing and you have been in this industry since its very early stages, since when it was a baby, right? So you know how it, how it, how it has become what it is now after ten years. You have seen all the development stage, all the hard times, every crash you have seen, every you know big bump you have seen, like every bubble you have seen, like everything you have seen, right? So you are one of the, I would say you you'll become an OG, right? One of the yeah. OGs of like blockchain space, and I think that for me that's the biggest motivation because after ten years I can see my. Myself being, uh, you know, one of the like biggest uh, people over here. Not not me, not my myself, but my project as well, like QuickSwap as well, and like that's the biggest motivation for me to adopt this technology as early as possible. And I am happy for that.
1: And that's great. And you know, it's I like to think in larger time horizons. So I've had a lot of mentors. I've had a lot of people who've come on this show who have the insight and the fortitude, kind of like you said, and look at this more as a long-term play. A lot of people when they enter a new type of technology or a new type of environment, they see it as a, how can I get get as much money as I can in a short amount of time, be in and out, and get back to something more secure and less risky. But risk goes away the more time that goes into it and the more validation and the more infrastructure that goes into it. So like you said, if you're around people who are looking at that long-term horizon and knowing that like, okay, I am going to make this choice right now to be one of those people. So when the rest of the world catches up in the next decade, they're going to be like, oh, this person clearly knows what they're talking about. They've been around for the last 10 plus years. And that's how I feel about that as well. And the best way that you can kind of get that knowledge, personally for me, it's just through having great conversations with individuals like yourself. So I appreciate that insight. I'm sure my audience is going to appreciate that as well. So thank you for that. But, you know, as we wrap up here, Samir, we've had a, a ton of great discussions, a ton of great things that we've learned from you. But what is a final thought that you want to leave with everyone here today?
2: Ah, okay so my final like wrapping thoughts are i'm up for in this, this particular industry especially for ethereum ecosystem right and this particular ecosystem like in my opinion is going to survive because ethereum is not a spe- speculative stuff right it's something like which has actual use case a lot of adoption is happening a lot of great products are being built and this is something which like this planet needs like i like one more thing like i would, would want to clarify like there's a lot of talk which it happens about traditional finance and decentralized finance, like decentralized finance, you know, uh, like battling with traditional finance and traditional finance battling with DeFi. I think that's not true. I think I think this world has space for both traditional finance and decentralized finance. So don't think of decentralized finance as a competition to traditional finance or traditional finance as a competition to decentralized finance. Because when you think more from the perspective of Of competing to someone, you lose your creativity because now you focus entirely on like competing with that particular entity, right? And you lose your innovative mind, right? So, in my opinion, like instead of doing a competition, we should focus more towards innovation because a lot of people are focusing more on competition with decentralized finance and traditional finance. Because, but I personally think that both are going to survive: decentralized finance as well, traditional finance as well. We will have a bridge between them. They will both coexist and work like with each other, but. I think, you know, if everyone starts thinking from that perspective, because right now what happens is everybody start competing, right? If it's a gaming industry, they start competing with a traditional gaming industry or a decentralized gaming. Same for NFT, same for finance as well. But I think that's wrong. I mean, like we should not do that, like, because that inhibits innovation. We should think of phase where both can coexist. Because like, honestly speaking, you can't expect banks to go away in 10 years. Right. And everything to be replaced by decentralized. And that's not going to happen. Right. That's not how things will work. Banks will exist but they will start adopting the decentralized finance as well. And similarly, decentralized finance will start adopting banks as well. So I think we should look out for use cases where both can coexist instead of competing with them, right? We should find out a solution where both can coexist. I think that's my last thoughts because if we think from that perspective, we can achieve a lot, I would say.
1: I think that's a great final thought. The world's going to have to keep adapting to the new opportunities that are out there. We're definitely moving to a more technological base, but at the end of the day, we still need the physical ways to transact. And so that human element's continue going to need there. And it's to just upend an entire financial institution in the course of basically 20 years, uh, pretty hard to do. So I agree that that's going to continue to still be around, but it's going to be the innovators, the ones that are able to keep blending and coexist and keep building these bridges so that everything plays nicely together. Those are going to be the winners. So again, I think that is a great final thought. Thank you so much for sharing that. For people that want to learn more about QuickSwap and learn more about yourself, what are ways that people can connect with you?
2: So there are a lot of ways. Like we, you can go to Telegram, uh, like to our official account. You can connect over there. You can like directly ping me as well on Telegram. Or you can go to our Twitter page. We are pretty much active, like very active on Twitter as well. You can post your questions, queries over there as well. Then we have a Reddit account as well, and we have recently started our Discord as well, and like we are pretty much active on Discord as well. So like either you can go to Discord, Telegram, Twitter, or Reddit and you can get in
1: touch with us. Great. And we'll make sure to include those links in the show notes. But again, Sameep, thank you so much for spending time, dropping all the knowledge. And of course, for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years, as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from underscore Crypto. Amazing podcast for both beginners in the crypto world or if you are a seasoned veteran. Learn so much from this podcast and Richard's awesome questions. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date on the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew Deritter with Derrida Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to Productions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent.